As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome inside that classic factory. I'm Lee Ellis here solo today. None of my friends are here. Well, JD's here, of course. He's always in here. But none of the other guys are here, Trey, Tass, and Skeets, because I am popping packs again. Popping packs with by myself, 90s basketball cards. And today I have a special guest. He's a very special guest. He's so special. He's been on once before. In fact, he's changed his nationality since he was last on. He was Canadian, and now... He is American. His name is Ariel Hawani. Ariel, welcome back to Poppin' Packs. Now, are you Canadian American? What, what's going on? I, I saw you posted something the other day. You became a citizen. Is that right? Yes, uh, and it is so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me once again. In fact, I was wondering, Lee, when you would have me back. I, I chalked it up to me doing so well and embarrassing <laughs> all the others that you didn't want to have me back, and I totally understand. I am Canadian American. Right. I'm a Can Am connector right here. So I'm bringing the two <laughs> countries together. I will forever be Canadian in my heart. But yes, as of uh, this past Tuesday, I am officially American as well. Much like our good friends uh, Skeets and uh, Tass, you know, we are all living the American dream here. But That's right. I think I could speak for them when I say Canada in our hearts. Always number one there. Yes. Now you talked about last time you're on, you're right. I've had other guests like Nate Jones, John Schumann on Shea Serrano. And there was some talk about maybe having like a March Madness style sort of face off, you know, against, you know, some of you guys getting in there and uh, having it out. And uh, I know you're pretty confident in your abilities though. So you think you'd be a, a number one seed if that was the case, if we were to get a bracket going? Actually, you're incorrect. Not pretty confident. Uh, very confident. <laughs> extremely confident. Uh, I think I would 10-7 all of those guys. Uh, I think I would run through the competition. You know, everyone, you know, considers me the the fighting guy, the combat guy. Right. Long before I ever even knew what mixed martial arts was, I was supporting this man right here. Oh, yeah. 33. Yeah. Tri-captain <laughs> from Georgetown. Patrick Ewing. I was oh. supporting that man. All right. Uh, and so I could tell you all about 90s basketball. Da 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 da. I mean, I, I, I consumed it all. It was my life. 
Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, you can line up all those jabrones all you want. <laughs> I'm running the table. This is great. You're really sort of playing the heel card here as well. Oh, well to get they those... don't call me heel Wani for yeah. nothing, okay? Heel Wani number one. Well, this is great. And, you know, you are rocking your Patrick Ewing. I had to bring out my uh, John Starks for the occasion here as well because, uh, listen, I mean, nothing, nothing says 90s basketball more than Patrick Ewing and John Starks. And, well, you know, just before we get into it, I'm sure, I, I know without even asking you this question, that you saw Chris Herring's and read Chris Herring's incredible I'm, book, uh, Blood in the I Garden. Have it, um, I have it right here. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, give us a your quick sort of take on it. Obviously, it was incredible. You know what's my biggest complaint about the book? I wish it was longer. Yeah. I mean, I was like savoring every every page. I couldn't get enough of it. It was so nostalgic for me. I mean, that is I, – I will never be a bigger fan of a team than I was of those 90s Knicks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I adore those guys. And uh, I just – I didn't want it to end because it was taking me back. Wow. And, you know, I consider myself an Uber fan, especially of of those teams. And I was learning a bunch of stuff. I think the insight from Dave Checkets. I can't oh, yeah. say enough about it. Uh, also, a couple of weeks later, I ended up reading uh, Charles Oakley bo- uh, Charles Oakley's book. Excuse me, written by the great Frank Isola, formerly of the New York Daily News. Yeah, and uh, that <clears throat> that was a, an amazing trip down memory lane. And there was stuff in there that um, I obviously didn't read in in Blood in the Garden. The only kind of uh, bummer about that book is uh, he doesn't really think so highly of Patrick anymore. So yeah. I feel a little conflicted about all of that. But yes, a lot of Nick's nostalgia, and thank God for it because let's be honest. It hasn't exactly been a banner year for the orange and blue. It started off all right. We had the uh, the, the Bing Bong video there, and uh, the huge... I was never down with the Bing Bong. Let no? me just say, everyone was trying to like will that into existence, trying to make that into a thing. Yeah, it wasn't a. Th- it's like people still talk about Nick's tape. Nick's tape was one season. Yeah. It happened. Like there is no Nick's tape anymore. And Bing Bong was like one little cute video after they beat the uh, Celtics on opening night, and yeah. that was it. Uh, I hated it, but yes, I will admit uh, the Kemba deal, I convinced myself it was going to be the greatest thing, that he was going to turn back the clock. It was going to be amazing to step back all that. Uh, I was down with Fournier. I was down with all the moves, Yeah, uh, and it has been very disappointing. Have you been to the Garden for a few games at all? This year, I have not. I actually went more last year than this year, as hard as it was to go last year. Um, it, it has been tough for me, and also they depress me. Like I'm, this, this might be and and I know this this uh, would be hard to understand if you're like what you know they're not that bad you know look at the last twenty years this is one of the more depressing Knicks seasons of my entire fandom right you still have me right yeah 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 okay uh, because of all the expectations that I had yes. all the 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 like the buzz the good feelings the good vibes last year was one of my favorite years because they came out of nowhere it's a pandemic we're depressed they're playing in an empty Madison Square Garden it's like oh my god Julius Randle this is the greatest thing that's ever happened yeah. and so we thought that they were going to build off of that and yes they lost a few pieces Reggie Bullock etc but I mean come on it was the same exact team the the young guys are older all that stuff and so my expectations were so high and so to see them just kind of floundering around like 11 seed 12 seed 10 seed it's very it's very deflating. So yeah, I would actually chalk this up to be one of the most depressing next seasons of the last 20 years because I really truly felt, all right, four seed made the playoffs. Let's can we get to 3? Yeah. Can, we, can we win a playoff series this time and, you know, none of that is happening. Yeah, and and the team they lost to the Hawks, obviously we we're down here in Atlanta. I thought it was a great series, you know, getting you know, Trey Young getting the booze but going out there performing for his first ever playoff game getting the the floater there in in the garden. I thought both these teams 
were going to be like jostling for that fourth position in the Eastern Conference. But as you've seen with the Hawks, they're in that same sort of... They're probably going to make the play-in tournament here, but the Knicks... You know, to be to be well and truly out of it right now. I mean, do you think Thibs is going to be back next season? I mean, are we. Is That's it- the other thing. Now, all of a sudden, he's on the hot seat. Like, I was ready to build a statue for this guy. He's the one that <laughs> righted the ship. Uh, former assistant coach in the nineties. Yeah, I I, I love uh, Coach Tibbs, and um, I don't know. It's like have the players tuned him out. Now the thing is, like, okay. You know, Julius had the incredible season. I thought he was in the MVP race. Obviously, yep. he wins most improved. Then he has the horrible playoff. And I was the one saying, oh, the playoffs were the anomaly. He's the guy from the regular season. But now I'm starting to wonder. And he has been playing really well as of late. Yeah. So I don't quite think he's as bad as the playoff Julius. Yeah. But I don't know if he'll ever be as good as the regular season Julius. I still have hope. Of course, I love my fellow Canadian, R.J. Barrett. Yeah. I love Mitchell Robinson. There are some bright spots. Um, Emmanuel quickly is great. I really do think it boils down to Derrick Rose. And I think he was what got them to where they ended up last year. He was that like final piece that they needed to make that run and to, you know, surprise so many people. And his injury this year um, has really hurt them. I think they really truly miss his his leadership, his, uh, you know, just like the guy has been through it all. He has done it all. He has seen it all. And uh, not having him, I think, really hurt them. So I don't know. At this point, I'm conflicted. Like, do I want them to make a run? Sure. I've never been a tanker. I, yeah. I don't like that. I don't support that. Would it be fun to see a playing tournament and maybe they win that and they can, you know, squeak by? Sure. But uh, there's just, it feels like something's missing right now and I can't quite put my finger on yeah. it. Yeah. It's just that they just don't have the same intensity. I mean, the defense was great last year. It's just not yep. there. Um, they just don't, they, they, you know, maybe they snuck up on a few teams last year. Again, short season, a bit of the, the COVID stuff there. But I don't think anyone thought they'd be this bad. I, I didn't think they were going to be significantly better, but I certainly didn't think they would be uh, stuck in this position they are now, which which is not good. Um, Can I throw out a theory for please you? Do, I actually, please do, please. No, yeah, I actually it. think they benefited greatly from playing in empty arenas early on. Right. Um, especially in New York, there's no pressure there's no celebrity row. There's no nothing. And they were just, you know, sort of like the heat in the bubble two years ago. Uh, you know, you're yeah. just balling out, right? You're yeah. in an empty gym. And I think a lot of these guys didn't know any better. I mean, you see like quickly and, and Obi Toppin, of course, and yeah. Julius. And I think the fact that they were at MSG and that was cool, but they were playing in front of no one helped them exceed expectations. And then you see what happens in the playoffs. All the fans came back and they kind of crumbled. And of course, the Hawks, yeah. you know, and, and their schemes <laughs> and their game planning yeah. had a lot to do with that. But it was like one of those weird things where I think this young team of, of, you know, a collection of scrap parts actually benefited from the fact that there was no one there. Some teams, I think, were flat because no one was there. Right. I think they actually succeeded because no one was there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just was great, though, with the Knicks last season. Like, again, there are some people who are like, I don't care if the Knicks are good. I prefer them to be losing. But I do think it's better for the league and for, for, for the rest of the NBA when the Knicks are good because you want to beat a good Knicks team. You know, what the Hawks did in the playoffs was like they upset them because the Knicks had a home court advantage. And it was an incredible series. Even though it was only five games, it was still great. And it was like, okay, now we're no longer just like, you know, the Knicks not even going to make the playoffs. It's like they're maybe, they're maybe they're back and maybe they're going to get better. So it hasn't happened yet, but, um, you know, hopefully it will continue. Now, just sorry, before we move on as well, uh, you must have obviously seen the game there last night, Brooklyn and Philadelphia. I mean, how do you feel about the Nets right now? I mean, uh, I know, you know, I know you're a, I know you're a Nick, but do you become a net if the Knicks aren't good or are you no, like, no, no. That's crazy talk. No, that is absolute crazy talk. If I am going to root for another Eastern Conference team, if the Knicks are not a factor, it would obviously be Toronto. Right, right. Just for my home country, a very likable team. I mean, that's like the – 
again, like, you know, you think the rebuilding and then they, yeah. you know, all of a sudden here they are, you know, what are they, uh, seven, six, yeah. eight, like, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of if they can, uh, you know, avoid that plan. Uh, they're very easy to root for. Scotty Barnes, what a great draft pick yeah. that was. Obviously, Fred is a tremendous talent. OG is amazing. Um, it, it, they're just fun. So basically, I would root for them. Um, I'm always going to be a Knicks fan till I die. Uh, the Nets, uh, I don't know how to feel about those dudes. That was a tremendous, I mean, that was a 10-7 beatdown. Yeah. Uh, Philly didn't show up. And I got to say, I don't think anyone would have been surprised or would have begrudged Ben Simmons if he didn't show up. He didn't have to show up. In fact, yeah. the last two games prior, he did not show up. He didn't sit on the bench to show up, to warm up, to sit there and take that kind of abuse. I actually think benefited Brooklyn. And they were all like, we're going to win for this guy. And we're going to come out there and shove this down their throats. Uh, that I mean, that was a demoralizing victory for, uh, excuse me, loss yeah. for Philadelphia. Um at home to not show up to let those guys spank you considering the 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 history between them considering the beef between Embiid and KD yeah. I think KD played phenomenally well Curry was a, I mean that he's a huge um piece of that deal and a great pickup for the Nets so uh I think they'll I mean what I love about the East this year is that it's wide open if you tell me like the Nets are going to make the finals, I'll believe you. If you tell me the Bucks are making the finals, I'll believe you. If you tell me that the Bulls are going to go on a run like Atlanta, who I know fell short last year, but mm-hmm. like, they could go on a run like the Suns of last year and make it to the finals, I'll believe you. Sixers can turn it around. The Heat are obviously a factor. So I love this. I love when it's, you know, it was getting kind of boring there a few years ago when it was Warriors and Cavs every yeah. year. So I'm excited for the playoffs, even though, you know, the Knicks are not going to be a factor. No, no. But uh, but you're right. It, it, it is open. And that's what's great. You mentioned those teams there. You can rattle off easily five or six teams that have got a legit chance, I think, to at least make the conference finals if things bounce their 100%. way. Like the Hawks last season. I mean, they're the only team still that beat the Bucks at home last year in the playoffs. It was, and that was a game one. Trey Young, I think, had the 48 in that game. So, yeah. you know, that's great for the league when you're seeing a few new faces uh, and a few younger teams and new teams in there. Uh, competing. So, um, well, that's great. I mean, we could just sit here and talk uh, NBA. Oh, this is great. Yeah, what else <laughs> you got? You want to talk some uh, Western Conference? Should we talk about that? No. Uh, the NBA is great. It is my, it's it's my, I don't know, it's my mistress. It's like right. every day I'm thinking I'm a man. But like, I, I actually enjoy being a fan and I've gotten a chance to like dabble and do some things. Here oh, and yeah. There, well, the fact, we miss you, you know, on I, the sidelines. I, uh, I appreciate I thought, that. I thought Thank you, you did an awesome job when you went and you filled in for those few games there. And uh, I know, I, I remember you sort of tweeting and Instagramming and saying like, you were just a kid basically who for was real, holding man. the mic uh, courtside and you did an incredible job. Honestly, the more time passes from doing that, it it feels like I didn't actually do it. Right. I felt like, did that really? Ha- did I really get to do a yeah, Christmas yeah. game in Toronto? Yeah. Did I get to interview Kawhi Leonard on the court after his first triple-double yeah. uh, against the Heat? Like, surreal and then like was i going to lunch with mike green and jeff bang before a game like what how does this happen it it really still feels like i want some sort of fantasy camp you know contest where i get to hang out with these guys for a day so yeah that by far the greatest you know i don't work for espn anymore that was the greatest experience at espn getting to do those games and i'll forever be grateful for it and now here you are talking about old 90s cards with me in, uh, in online better. here on YouTube. So, well, listen, let's get into it here because uh, I remember when we had you on last time and we went through a couple of packs. So what we can do here is I've brought some packs. I'll hold them up 
and then you can pick which one you want to open there. So you can sort of uh, lean into whatever you feel is your, you know, strongest era. I know the whole 90s is basically covered, but I've got some, uh, this is like an NBA Jam session one from 93, 94. Oh, yeah, that, they're great that, That's giving me like tingles inside just seeing that. <laughs> We've got 1999-2000 uh, uh, cards there. So okay. uh, a little bit later in the decade. Then what have I got here? These ones are uh, Tops Basketball from 92, 93. Uh, I've got some other uh, victory ones here from 2000, 2001. And then I've got a couple more. Skybox from 91, 92. And uh, Upper Decks also from 91, 92. So... Oh. I haven't seen those. By the way, can I just say, uh, we have upped the production value since the last time we did this. I mean, the last time we did this, you were outside Instagram Live uh, in right. the in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah, that's I mean, right. really depressing times. Look at you now. I yeah. mean, you guys have come a long way, so much respect. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. Last time it was just because we had nothing else to talk about. There was no basketball right. going on, so we had to find something. And now uh, it was so good, we brought it back during the real stuff. So uh, I this, love it. Yeah, uh, NBA Jam. NBA Jam, great choice. Great choice, yeah. yeah I, 93, I love those long cards. Yeah, these are... Okay, so there's 12 in here. It's a premiere edition, they're saying. And uh, what have they got on the back here? So there's four limited edition insert sets as well. Second year players, game breakers. That's interesting. Rookie mm-hmm. standouts and slam dunk heroes. Uh, I tell you, one thing wasn't great was the slam dunk contest this year. I'm sure you. Oh, were, that yeah, but back ooh. then it was great. What year yeah, is that? You this said one is 93, 94. So I think that was uh, Harold Miner. Oh my God! Can I tell you something about Harold yeah, Miner? Please do. I was obsessed with Harold Miner, yeah. even though I was a Knicks fan. Because remember, back then the Heat weren't really a factor, so yeah. it was okay to be. I had his jersey. Um, it was a big deal when I got it, and I remember the All Star game in '93. I believe it was in Minnesota. He had his big breakout, and I asked my teacher, 93, I was in fifth grade, I asked my teacher if <laughs> one of the upcoming lunches we could roll out. I don't know if you had this in your school. We're yeah. around the same age. I'm yeah, 39. Yeah. How old are you? I'm, oh, I'm 46. I'm a little bit older, look, but yeah. Look at you. You look fantastic. Well done. <laughs> uh, well, we had this like massive TV on a cart, and they would like roll it into the, the classroom if you wanted to watch a movie. So I was like, can we watch, can I show the class, the yeah. 1993 slam dunk competition because yeah, yeah. it's amazing it's it's baby jordan yeah that's uh, right and they let me do it and we all watched it it was the tnt a feed taped via tsn because right. i was living in montreal and yeah, tsn yeah. would get the tnt and we we all watch it i love that guy and i was on a mission actually and i still have him because i thought he would be the next jordan i got every single one of his rookie cards yeah i think collectively they're now worth 15 cents <laughs> but i was a big harold minor fan i remember the the announcer saying minor is finer yeah. on the broadcast oh, yeah. great stuff he, he did he threw down that reverse double pump i remember oh, it was uh, amazing yeah yeah he, he oh. was everyone sort of fell in love with him i think because it was like wow baby jordan he's got the dunks can he live up to it but his career barely lasted, I think, five seasons, I think, in the end. He, yeah. uh, he didn't last all that long. But, um, yeah, he was awesome there. I think 93 was actually Utah, Salt Lake City. And I think 94 was Minnesota okay. for the All-Star okay. Weekends. But he won, he won 90. Yes, yeah, you're right. He, he, you're right. Yeah, right. he won two, I think. He won 94. He won back-to-back. But I think the, the, the yeah. first one was uh, – the Utah one was the big one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So good. You're okay. So good. But this doesn't count. This doesn't no, count. that doesn't count. That's a bonus. Yeah. That's I a just bonus. wanted to make sure you were paying attention. <laughs> for the Harold Miner. Uh, Minnesota, there. three next made it Ewing Oakley Starks that's that right big. that's right mm-hmm. that was the only one that uh, Oak made and uh, mm-hmm. probably Starks as well mm-hmm. Kenny Anderson was in the uh, backcourt as well in that oh, one yeah, he yeah, started. Yeah. okay first one's good guy uh, good one this guy uh, was a very high draft pick and he was a very high player he was super super high 
uh, as in height. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he never really, unfortunately, lived quite up to that billing. In fact, one of his most uh, memorable moments is Tracy McGrady dunking on him in the playoffs there. I th- was it in the playoffs? I can't quite remember. Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley. Yeah, yeah, there he is. The big man. Yeah. The number Ooh, two pick. That. Yeah, giant. Uh, he was of uh, he was in uh, NBA Jam. Was that ninety six? Wasn't it? I guess uh, when that one he, came. Didn't out. he uh, just have like a horrific yes. accident? Oh, I believe horrible. he's a paraplegic. I believe. Oh um, my god! Yeah, which is uh, really sad news uh, for him. But uh, yeah, Sean Bradley. Lately, okay. tilt that tilt it slightly. So oh, okay. the voice of God here. There you yeah. go. Oh yeah, look at that. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. That's better. That's nice. Better. Okay, great. Okay, next one. Wow, wow, we just. Uh, just talking about this guy, he started it for the Eastern Conference in the 1994 All-Star Game in Minnesota. A big man out of Syracuse, uh, drafted by the uh, New Jersey Nets. Number one pick in 1990. DC. DC, yeah. Derek Coleman. Coleman. My there guy. Is. Yeah. He uh, went on oh, to play yeah. with, what, the uh, Sixers, the Hornets. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with Kenny Anderson, there That's was a right. lot of uh, a lot of buzz about those two guys. Never quite lived up to expectations. Yep. One of the very few guys who actually dunked on Shaq too. I think it was Shaq's rookie season. There's a there's a great play there in East Rutherford where uh, Derek Coleman dunks on him, and then he sort of points at Shaq as if to say, uh, you, you know, because uh, Shaq would <laughs> yeah Shaq would have been the rookie then. So he's like, you ain't uh, you ain't blocking me, rook. Get out of here. Uh, great. Okay, next one. This other guy was also a one-time All-Star in 1997. So this one's going to test you out a little bit here. Okay. By the uh, way, do you know that? Like the 97 thing, is that off the top of your head? Yes. How the hell do you remember who made what team? Uh, well, I, re- I think you'll remember too when you get this guy okay. because he's one right. of those guys that's like, how was that guy an All-Star? But he had a really decent season there. Uh, and I, he- I, f- I feel like I think I know what you're going to say, but I think I'm going to be wrong. There's a guy. Okay, we'll see if it's a. I'm gonna, there's a guy in my head right now yeah. who it's like, I always have to remind myself he was an all star once, but I think it's a little too soon for what you're saying. Right. Sorry, continue. Okay, Golden State Warriors. Uh, I think he was sort of a swingman, probably more a forward than a guard. And um, out of New Jersey, uh, not, the, not the team, but that's where he was from. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he's one of those guys who's like, you look back at those all star teams and you're like, man. That so guy, on man. that. In that year, he was a he was a warrior. In '97, he was a warrior. Yes, yeah. Probably played, I guess, with uh, Spreewell in that season there. In '97, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm not because the guy, honestly, the guy I thought you were going to say, but I think it's a little too soon, was Chris Gatling. Ah, you got to go with your gut there, Ariel. That's it right. was Chris Gatling. Yeah, oh Chris wow, Gatling, yeah. Chris Gatling, yeah. I thought that's an amazing. Yeah. How the hell? Just because you said, yeah, uh, what? <laughs> you remember he was a part of that massive deal? Yes. He had a great, he, I think he was on Dallas, right? Or That's he got right. traded to Dallas. He also had a, a big scar on his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he Did he only make one all-star team? Or I'm pretty did he sure he only made one because, uh, wow. yeah. I'm actually impressing myself here. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Gatlin. Wow. Legend. <laughs> I love these guys so much. Oh, I know. Oh, this is I just so love great. these cards as well, man. They, they, I love these, everything about it. Oh, they're so clean. They're so fresh. And uh, yeah, got some great stories there. Okay, great. This next one. I love this guy. Uh, former Raptor, but... He was more known on another team, especially for a, a an all-star weekend in the early 90s where he had his biggest moment um, uh, when he dominated in one of the events. 
Yes, Steve yes, Brown. yes, of course, Brown. Steve Brown. There he is there. The, uh, the, the, the Reebok pumps. That's right, that's right. Uh, I had a pair of them. Did you, uh, did you grab a pair? Yeah. Everyone had a pair back yeah. in the day. Can I tell you, like, those, those Celtics teams, again, uh, they, were, they were pretty crappy. There was a channel. Uh, we would get a weird channel. I think it was like a UPN. I would get, like, Mike Gorman and Tommy Heinsohn, right. and they were, like, the biggest homers. Yeah. But I really had a soft <laughs> spot in my heart for Dana Barrows. Oh, yeah, I yeah, don't know yeah. why. I love Dana Barrows. He was a one of those guys, like Dana Barrows. David Benoit, yeah. Antoine Carr, like yeah, those yeah. like random dudes from the '90s that I always kind of had a, a soft spot in my heart for. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, there's some great names you throw in there. Dave Benoit, I remember him David because Benoit. he uh, Legend. there was there was Benoit Benjamin from the Clippers. Yes, but, but again, I don't know if his name was pronounced Benoit Benjamin, and we just all called him Benoit. Or Benoit, that's because right. It's spelt the same way as David right. Benoit. But I don't remember anyone really calling him Benoit Benjamin. I think it was Benoit. No. Though, so uh, another one I loved, Eric Murdoch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Murdoch. He was a uh, jazzman too, wasn't he? And, he was, and a buck. I think he was and a buck too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, great. Next one here, Ariel. Another uh, really good one because um, last night you oh. saw. Uh, how can I? How can I say this? Last night a, a player had a game that really reminded you of uh, this guy. Because uh, this guy was shooting the ball beautifully last night, just like, uh, in fact, his brother was also playing last night. So you saw their, uh, if, you, if you went back. Oh. For, you, Wait, yeah. is it their dad? Yeah, it's their dad. Yeah. Oh, Dell. Yeah. On the, What's uh, happening? On the Hornets there. Big Dell Curry. Horn, a legend. Yeah. Still does the broadcast, right? Yeah, he does. Uh, he and Eric Collins actually are one of the, I think, one of the most uh, enjoyable Yes. duos because Eric Collins goes you know you talk about Tommy Heinsohn and Mike Gorman being homers I mean Eric Collins is as well but in a really enthusiastic it's endearing oh my god yeah and it's uh, great and shout out him. to Jeff Hornacek over there former Knicks coach uh, yeah yeah he's in the shot he's one season Del's the I man yeah, I loved a- when Drake broke out the uh, the Del Curry jersey for yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. Think that was, was it game one of the finals it definitely was in Toronto yeah uh it was game one or two? Yeah, game one or two. I think maybe, maybe it was game one because I would talk. He was talking trash to Draymond afterwards, and then they lost game two. So uh, right, 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 right. He right. probably wasn't saying so much, but um, yeah, Jeff Hornacek. That was his one season in Philadelphia after the uh, Charles Barkley trade. Then he went to That's Phoenix, right. I think, just after that, uh, to uh, Utah, just after that. Yep. Okay, another one here. So talking about the uh, blood in the garden, this guy um, was involved oh. in one of the biggest trades that really sort of helped set up okay no okay i thought you were going i thought you were going in a different route there okay uh this guy was actually from new york he got traded uh and really did help the chicago bulls and um was a big big trade and you got to give jerry Krause credit tr- credit because he made okay, it but, and to be clear not a new yorker he was on the knicks and went to the bulls that's right that's right yeah. oh bill cartwright bill cartwright dollar bill as he was yeah. known there one of the weirdest or forms, bill. right yeah. remember that yeah. oh, yes. it like it was bizarre uh, but yes yeah and traded uh, for oakley and what a great story um in the oakley book oakley was at uh tyson spinks with michael jordan did you read the Oakley book? No, I haven't seen that one, no. Oh, you, you would enjoy it. Uh, I have it somewhere here. Yeah. Okay, I have it right here. Let me give a shout out to Frank Isola because it's uh, a... One second, one second. It's actually a really great, great read. It's called The Last Enforcer. Right. Charles Oakley. Forward by Michael Jordan, by yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah, they're good buds. He was at Tyson Spinks in, I believe, 1987 with MJ, mm. and he was sitting next to him. 
and word comes through the media row that he has just been traded to wow. uh, the Knicks, and he's sitting with MJ. And in the book, he's he asks MJ, like, did you know about this? Like, we're buds. Did you know that this was in the works? And he's like, yeah, they kind of asked me about it, but I wasn't wow. sure, and I didn't want it. And he talks about how it was, like, a little bit awkward, but he believed that he didn't, like, stab him in the back. Yeah. Just, like, I, I love stories like that. Yeah, well, I think, uh, I mean, you see it. We've seen it just recently, actually, with Charles Oakley. Like, the beef between him and Isaiah Thomas is still there. You know, he was yeah. saying how Isaiah just wanted to be like Michael. And then he was also saying about how, uh, you know, Giannis would come off the bench. I mean, that's, that's slightly different. But when Isaiah was asked about that on NBA TV and he was really going back at Oakley. So you know there's still that bad blood there between them because Oakley, you're right, I don't think he holds it against Michael. I think he's still friends with him, but uh, very good friends. Yeah, that uh, that's great. That fight, I remember that fight was huge. Tyson Spinks. That was a first round knockout by uh, yes. Tyson, and yep. uh, oh my god, he just destroyed him in that. Uh, he nearly he had him on the ropes too, and he just loaded up that right sort of uh, uppercut and pulled out. If he'd unloaded that, he could have killed Spinks. I think like it was just uh, incredible that fight. Ferocious. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Is he coming back, Mike Tyson? Is he fighting again? Well, he he had that fight a couple of years ago against Roy Jones, yeah. you know, um, in November of 2020, and he's still training. He said he's done. Yeah, you know, I didn't think he'd come back in, you know, 2020 either. Yeah. So yeah. never count him out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing with most boxers, isn't it? They never really retire. Uh, right. You know, uh, just quickly before we move on here, what about uh, Amir Khan? I think he's going to retire now, isn't he? Yes, he just lost to Kel Brook yeah. uh, over in uh, the UK. Are you a big boxing fan? Well, you know, I have followed it. You know, growing up in Australia, we, uh, you know, we used to have like, you know, do you remember Jeff Costa Fennick? Zoo. Yeah, Costa yeah, Zoo. Yeah, of course. I yeah. went to Costa Zoo and Ricky Hatton in Manchester in 2005. Wow. Yeah, that you was flew an inc- over? Yeah, no, I lived, I was living in London at the time, so I went up oh. to it. That was an incredible fight because, um, you know, Ricky Hatton was would needed that fight, but Costa yeah. Zoo was... I, I can't remember his exact record going into it, but that went 11 of 12 rounds and then Costa Zoo couldn't come out uh, off the off the stool. And uh, it was just an incredible moment there to be in you, Manchester. You, you got to experience when he comes at the blue moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's legendary stuff. It was all, it was an unreal weekend there. And um, and that I remember being there for that. And then not too long after that, Hatton took on... Floyd Mayweather in Vegas, mm-hmm. yep, and I yep. I put like a hundred bucks on Ricky Hatton. I thought I think he's going to win, and uh, you know he just couldn't hit him. He did, like mm-hmm. Floyd just. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to the the expert here, but Floyd just it was evading everything, and Ricky just ran out of uh, punches to throw. I think, and then and then Floyd just landed a couple, and it was all over. Yeah, I mean Floyd was was uh, when it comes to defensive boxing, maybe the greatest ever. Um, and I know people don't love him, but you got to give yeah. him credit. But those Ricky Hand fights were amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, there's a rich history, and there's a new guy now, well, newish guy named yeah. George Cambosis. I don't know if you saw him. He beat Teofimo Lopez, and uh, that was a huge upset. I think he was like an 11 to 1 underdog or something like that. It was at the the Hulu Theater, right? Um, attached to Madison Square Garden. And now the word is he's going to defend his titles that he just won in Australia, and they're going to go to some big stadium, 70,000, 80,000 people. Uh, and maybe a guy named Devin Haney is going to go over there and fight him. So wow. yeah, he's he's great. Uh, a lot of great fighters. And in MMA, I don't know if you you watch a lot of UFC, but there's I mean there's a guy named Tai Tuivasa yes. from Western Sydney yep. with the shoey. Uh, Robert Whitaker <laughs> yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of great fighters. Yeah, Robert Whitaker. I definitely know that name uh, for sure. Because now, yeah, when, when I grew up, like, do you know Jeff Fennick? Do you know that name at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he and Azuma Nelson fought in 1993, and it was a it was a, a fight where Fennick won. But Don mm-hmm. King sort of was behind the scenes and it was a draw. 
And uh, apparently, I saw this just on an Australian TV show the other day. They're going to go back and, uh, and and award the championship back to Jeff Fennick for some reason. I, I'd have to dig into it a little bit more. But uh, that was an incredible fight because a whole of Australia was behind him. And I think in that fight, he broke both of his hands and still beat him up. But it was, you know, it was a classic Don King moment to uh, yes. he didn't want to have his guy lose. So... Uh, yeah, ah, it's great, but yeah, boxing was huge in Australia. I mean, um, you know, we used to we used to all follow it, and uh, especially the big heavyweights. I mean, you know, when when Tyson and um, you know Tyson fought Larry Holmes and uh, Frank Bruno. I mean, I think he fought him twice, in fact. And yeah. uh, poor old Frank Bruno, he was a huge man, but I've never seen a man that big look so scared in the ring. I know before a fight, like just thinking, like I, I might not, I might not survive this one, but. Uh, Look up Taitui Vasa. He's a huge fan favorite now in the UFC. Right. I think he's won four in a row, uh, knocked them all out, just had a huge win last month against a guy who's from Houston in Houston. Wow. And every time he wins, he's he's gigantic. He's like 265. He walks around at like 310. Yeah. He wins. He gets on the cage like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Someone throws him a shoe. He pours the beard. He does yeah, it yeah. on the cage. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> That's wild stuff. All right. Back to the cards here. We've got a few more to go in this pack. Now, this guy was a big dookie. And uh, he was believed, I believe his nickname was Larry Bird without the nose when he was coming out of Duke. High draft pick by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Never really panned out, though, as, uh, as sort of as high as he was billed. Oh, Danny Ferry. Danny Ferry. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Big Danny. I remember him because Andrew Gaze and Seton Hall knocked out Duke in 89. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and everyone was said, you know, this is the guy. They've got to stop Danny Ferry. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they couldn't stop Andrew Gaze. He was uh Australian legend. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> We're getting some good Australiana uh, sporting yeah, yeah, talking yeah. here. This is great. I didn't set it up this way, by the way. No, I just, no, you know, no, no. It's just uh, natural. All right, this next guy, uh, you, well, I'm sure you're going to love this guy because he did play a part of those Knicks teams uh, in the early 90s. He, he came over in a trade, uh, had a very, very um, big moment, in fact, in the book. He only played a couple of years there in New York. It was a point guard. And um, point guard. yeah, he's he's now a, a, a color commentator for the team that he spent most of his career. In fact, he had his jersey. Uh, jersey. I have a great moment with him. Uh, number twenty, Rolando Blackman. No, not Rolando Blackman. The other oh, guy, Derek Harper. Derek Harper. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. You could kind of go the same way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Kind of go the same way. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the moment that I was talking about was was with Derek Harper. Both guys were Dallas guys. Both guys, uh, point guards. Derek Harper was obviously uh, the starter from Central Illinois, I believe. Derek Harper. Is it Central Illinois? I think he's from Florida, actually, because okay. uh, I had him on once and he was talking about Vernon Maxwell and they were both from Florida. Let me see if... Um... Tremendous nostrils. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. He Actually, his college was uh, his college was Illinois here. You're right. Derek Harper. Oh, Illinois, not yeah. Central Illinois, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, the first game that I ever did uh, sidelines for... Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Pelicans Mavs and uh, I'm super nervous and I'm in the bathroom and I'm at the urinal and who the hell is standing next to me number 11 for the New York Knicks Derek Harper and wow. he's like what's up man how are you I'm like what the fuck he's, oh sorry I didn't mean that's to swear. fine man let it fly it's I was fine. like jeez Louise Derek yeah. Harper like this is I'm, I'm working with Mike Breen Jeff Van Gundy Porzingis <laughs> is, is like this is one of his first yeah. games back for the Mavs after the year off yeah um yeah, Derek Harper. I love that guy. He was wow. clutch. Harper yeah. was clutch. Yeah, and he had the big fight there with uh, Jojo English. Yes, in the book. Uh, uh, and it was right in front of David Stern. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. That was the infamous Tony Kukoc game. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, people wondering, like, why is Derek Harper fighting him? But uh, 
Yeah. That white line this fever. Okay, this now, next does one. that count? Am I still? Am I still? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, Rolando again. Yeah, he came I was from mixing Dallas up the two to the Mavs Knicks. Guys. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. Now this next one's a tough one because it's it, we get these occasionally. I, I've never even heard of this guy. I'm pretty wow. sure he didn't last all that long in the uh, NBA. He was out of Florida State. He was uh, a forward. Uh, I don't. I mean, honestly, I'd, I'm I'm just going to give you this one because I don't think I know him. Doug Edwards. Does that mm-hmm. uh, ring a bell for you at all? Utah? Uh, he's on the Hawks in, in, the, in the card here. but He doesn't uh, even have a team nah, on his jersey. What's nah, going on? Nah, yeah. doesn't even count. No, nah, that count. one doesn't count. All right, yeah. this next one does count because okay. this guy, um, he's one of those rare guys who only played with two teams throughout his career, right? But it wasn't like he played his entire career for, for you know all the seasons and then at the end of his year, at the end of his career, he changed. He changed mid-career and then went back after one season to the team that he was originally on. He's got a very, very famous shot uh, where he's basically stepping out of bounds, but he's ah, not. Sean Elliott. Sean Elliott, yes. yes. What was that, the Memorial Day That's miracle? Right. That's exactly against right. Against the Trailblazers. Yep. And where he's, he's whoops, he's got a, uh, yeah, the uh, technical. He had a kidney issue, right? That's right. He had a transplant. And um, yeah. I think that was he, was, he was supposed to be traded to the Rockets after he got traded to the Pistons. Right, and right, I think right, the Rockets right. were like, uh, we don't really know with this um, kidney what's going to happen. So, And who's that over there? Is that Oliver Miller? It looks like it, yeah. yeah I think that's right. Yeah. Former Raptor. Pre- it's, in fact, it says there, the preseason trade, which is uh, interesting huh. there. Crazy. All right, this next one. Uh, this guy is very known for one block. It's the most famous block uh, of his career anyway because the guy's going up to try to dunk on him. And this guy just says, nope, and he stops it in his hand, and then he sort of cups the ball Oh, for the Denver Nuggets. You might, Lafonso Ellis? That's the one. That's the one. Beautiful. Let me tell you something about Lafonso Ellis. Please. Uh, one of the best things about working at ESPN, and you, you know about this, like you know, working NBA TV and all that, you just see these random dudes walking around. Yeah. This guy, Lafonso Ellis, might have been the nicest person that I ever met at ESPN. Just wow. seeing him at the cafeteria – I think he's like a quasi fan of MMA and might've seen me on a broadcast and like came up to me and couldn't have been sweeter and nicer. I was like, uh, you're Lafonso Ellis. You went to Notre Dame. You played for the Nuggets. I know he's like, I don't know if you know, I used to play in the NBA. I'm like, what? Of course I know who you are. <laughs> crazy, crazy life. That, that's yes, crazy. Lafonso Cause Ellis. I don't remember seeing him on, on any, like, has he been an analyst or something like that? Yeah, He's a great college basketball analyst. Oh, college basketball. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that explains. He, works, he yeah. still works for them. Right. Awesome. All right, well, uh, you're definitely going to get this last guy here because uh, this guy was super famous in the 90s. Um, Should be in the Hall of Fame. He was nominated, I think, this year, but didn't make it. And, um, excuse me, had a huge role in the rivalry against the Knicks in the late 90s here. Uh, And his son, he's not playing right now, but uh, he's out injured. His son Mm -hmm. has been a Nick. And, the UTEP uh, two-step. Oh, yeah, the UTEP yeah, two-step. I hated him. Oh, like, yeah. God, did I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> I hated him. Now, I liked him on the Warriors. He yeah. was super cool on the uh, the Warriors, but golly, I was just recently reminiscing about the 1997 series. Of course, New York up 3-1. They yep. have that brawl uh, in, uh, in game five. Remember P.J. Brown and Charlie Ward? Oh, yeah. And uh, this guy freaking killed them in game seven. Horrible, horrible. Was yeah, that the game he hit him. seven threes or something like that? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I know there's um, I know there's a great video out there of him just getting so hot. Marv, I think, is on the call, 
and he's just firing away, and uh, the crowd is going nuts. And yeah, tough for a Knicks fan to watch, but for, uh, for just and, that- and on, if I'm being honest, I, I never wanted his son. I couldn't, I couldn't get behind him. <laughs> I just couldn't. The name, if it was like you know Jim Hardaway, maybe, right, but like, right, I right. can't root for him. I just can't do right. it. It would have been great. I think he's an assistant coach, right? Is he still with the Pistons? No, or I don't. Th- I don't think so anymore. No, he was um, yeah. with Stan Van Gundy, but um, I right, shot right, around right. with him in Melbourne in Australia a few years ago when when a Team USA was in Australia for the pre World Cup games, and Tim Hardaway was there, and he really? and he and he crossed me up, and then I crossed <laughs> him up, and it was uh, you know like you, you're talking about uh, experiences yeah. with people like you know having a piss with Derek Harper, yeah, saying, to yeah. Tim, saying to Tim Hardaway, hey can you cross me up and then can I cross you up? And he's like, sure, let's do it. And, uh, you know, he doesn't quite move as quickly as he did, but right. one of those uh, awesome experiences. And, um, yeah, he's great. He, in fact, we, we he may be coming on here at some point for uh, to pop some packs too. We've been really? talking to some people. Yeah, we're not sure if it's going to happen or not, but uh, okay. hopefully it can happen. But, okay, well, let's uh, let's take a quick break. Ariel, if you can stick around for, and we'll, we'll open another pack. Why not? And uh, talk some more hoops. So, uh, guys, stick around. We'll be back in a few minutes. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back to the Classic Factory. I'm here, Lee Ellis in the studio with JD, of course, and my special guest, uh, the biggest Knicks fan you'll ever know, Ariel Hawani. Ariel, great job in the first pack. I think apart from the Doug Edwards, which we'll give you a pass on, I think, what was that, 14 for 15? Was it 15? 12. 11 for 12. 11 for 11, we'll call it, eh? I mean, I was going to say Doug Edwards. You kind of gave me the pass. (laughs) I didn't ask you the pass, so I'm going 12 for 12. All right, let's do it. Has anyone gone undefeated? I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. So Let's do this. Uh, yeah, I, I should go back and check and get the leaderboard going out there because again, I know you know Nate and Shay and those guys. They're like, hey. I know more than this guy, so, uh, you know. All right, so, well, let's go with another pack here. Now, you can choose again. We've got 92, 93 um, tops. We've got Skybox, 91, 92, upper decks. Or we can go a little bit closer to sort of the, the turn of the century here with a couple from uh, the 2000s. What year is upper deck? Upper deck is 91, 92. Let's go with that 92, 93. 92, 93 tops, okay. Perfect. All right, let's see how it goes here. I love this. Yeah, there's no no gum in here, I don't think. That's funny. I've never found a pack that's had gum in it. But anyway. Probably for the better. Okay. Well, this one, this first one, um, uh, well, it's a bit of a sad one, actually, because this guy is no longer with, with us. But uh, he was a, a, a very good player in the 90s. He was the sixth feeling. man of the year, and yeah. he used to rock a headband. He was one of the first guys to sort of bring back the headband. One of those dudes that I, I, I held in high regard as well, Cliff Robinson. That's the one. Cliffy Robinson. Yeah. yeah sadly UConn left us. legend. Yeah. I love those Blazers teams. Yeah. They were fun. And he, uh, yeah, he came off the bench there and, um, you know, for a couple Harry of trips to, to the finals. Um, certainly, oh, where are we? There, oh, there we go. 1990, oh, Cliffy nice. Robinson. Oh, look at that. Multi-camera shoot here. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> Impressive. All right. Well, oh, this is a bit sticky, but it's only a checklist card. So I'll, uh, I'll put that one to the side here. Uh, okay. This next one, I'm sure you'll remember because. Excuse me. <laughs> well, we're supposed to eat them, but yeah. uh, like when we have a special guest on, I don't. Wait, what are we be... doing? What are we doing? By the way, I didn't see. Nice of you to you know show yourself here. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Ariel, as you may or may not know, but when we get a checklist card, uh, Lee is supposed to eat it. Yeah, I'm supposed to eat it. Which Wait, I, like legit eat it? Uh, yes. Yeah, no, like, well, By the way, I never really understood the uh, the checklist. Like, what was the point? Who actually looked at this? I know, I know. It's just a filler, really. I mean, yeah. that's the problem. You know, it's that always just, a bummer. Yeah. Uh, all right, this next guy you'll definitely get because uh, he played on some of those early Bulls teams coming off the bench, a big guy out of Oklahoma, and uh, you currently hear him still on the Bulls broadcast. He's the color uh, commentator. Um. Uh, so, why am I blanking? Stacy. Stacy uh, King. Stacy King. Yep. Stacy King. Yeah, yep. that's yep. right. Yeah, yeah. He he does he does good work. Also, uh, Adam Amin. Yes, they does do great work. I actually worked on that uh, that that Raptors Celtics Christmas game. Adam Amin and Richard Jefferson. And uh, Adam was great. Uh, he left ESPN to take this job. It was a big deal for him. He's a Chicago guy. He works with Stacy. And every time I hear, like with the Demar, you know, um, buzzer beaters and all that, I think he does a phenomenal job at play by play. Yeah, uh, he took over for Neil Funk there, and uh, I think he's been really good for Chicago. I think they've got a great combination there. So uh, mm-hmm. that's great. All right, this next guy, you'll definitely know him because he set a record in the '90s, in 1990, in fact. It still stands today. It's one of those ones, probably. Man, surprise! It hasn't this? been. Who's that? 
Is it an assist record? It is an assist record, yes. Is it Scott Giles? Ah, the Skiles is the limit, yes. God. Yeah. I mean, how could I be so good at this? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Uh, you're in I the love Scott field. Skiles. Yeah, you, maybe you should be in the uh, in the basketball world full By time, way, you know? Tremendous hair, right? Yes. I mean, how often do you see someone balding yeah. uh, in the NBA? Let it, you know, let it go. Uh, I actually thought got a raw deal as a head coach. I thought he was a lot better. And then, you know, it just I feel like it just kind of ended unceremoniously for yeah. him. And one of those early building blocks to the eventual, you know, Shaq Penny dynasty. You ever Absolutely. see the thirty for thirty on on those teams? Yes. On, on them, it's a really great one. I yeah. really enjoy that one. Oh yeah, well, this I magic mean, moment. That yeah, you just wonder really what would have happened if Shaq had stayed and not gone to the Lakers there, because Penny's career kind of tails off after that as well, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, they were so Injuries much fun to well. watch there. Yeah, there's Nick- a there's a great scene in that thirty for thirty about that NBA and NBC broadcast on a Sunday afternoon yeah. where they weren't sure if Shaq was going to play or not, and he shows up in the middle of the game. You remember that whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I yeah. mean, like it was crazy how it all played out. Yeah. I remember watching it. Brian Hill was the coach, and there was some beef between them. And Jim Gray reported that yeah. uh, he was being punished. I mean, it just. Amazing memories. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, that was monumental when he left Orlando to sign with the Lakers. Oh yeah, just, just. I remember where I was when I found out. Oh like really? In the, in the newspaper, I was in summer camp. Um, what was that? Ninety ninety six. It was ninety six. Yeah. 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 In the, reading in the newspaper USA Today, and you're like Shaq going to the Lakers, and that was a crazy summer with like massive yeah. deals. Uh, like I feel like just like a seismic shift in, yeah, the, it was. in the league. Yeah. By the way, have you seen Winning Time yet on HBO? No, the but- Lakers one. No, not yet. Um, because it's you got to watch it, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna get to it. Yeah, it's like you a four-part series. Well, only it? one. No, uh, eleven part. Oh, eleven. Wow. Okay. On yeah. that first season only, mainly uh, the, the 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 Magic rookie year, Jerry Buss buying the Lakers. Um, I actually just interviewed Jeff Perlman, who wrote the book Showtime, right. that was you know turned into the show. And you know, sometimes when they turn these mo- sh- these these real sports stories into shows or movies, it's a little hokey. Yeah, it is so good. Right, I, I've only there's only been one episode. Yeah. that aired every Sunday. Um, and I feel like for you, like a, a real old school basketball yeah. fan, you will like it as well. Like there's like Norm Nixon is there, and and just like uh, Jamal Wilkes, like just some classic. Obviously not yeah. the real guys, but no, no, no. Uh, their characters. And you learn like if Jerry West was as he is being portrayed in the show. Jerry West isn't the saint that we all thought he yeah. was. Well, Mark Stein had some words uh, about that in his Substack. He uh, didn't oh. think it was an accurate portrayal. Oh, interesting. I have West. to read yeah. that. I have so, to read uh, that. Yeah. Okay. It's very, very Thank good you. read. Yeah. But that was, okay. yeah, for me, I, I mean, my first sort of love was the Lakers just because, you know, you're oh, a kid. Oh, you've got to watch it then. Yeah. Uh, well, great. But next card is a, uh, a legendary. He started his career and he ended his career with the Lakers. And... Um, but he never won a championship with the Lakers. In fact, he had his heartbreaking moment came against the Lakers and he was involved in a huge trade. Was this? Yeah, he was involved in a trade, a big trade uh, in 96 to get uh, a special, special player uh, to the Lakers. Eddie Jones. No, not Eddie Jones. This guy's okay. not, not an American. Um, oh. Yeah. If, oh, Vladdy. Vladdy. There you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he was in the Kobe trade, wasn't he, to Charlotte? He was. He yeah. was, yes. I mean, if you would have given me the not a, an American off the yeah. bat, that would have been easy. Okay, I'll give you it. If you can tell me who the ref is in the background there, I'll give you that one then. Oh, damn. You should know him. He's an ESPN guy. Yeah, yeah. They go to him. Yes, yeah. of course. They go to him in the freaking thing in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's send it over to... Um, 
<laughs> oh my god, this he, is going to kill. He, he never disagrees. Um, he never yes. disagrees with the calls that made made by the refs. Oh my god! First name Steve. Oh, Steve Javi. That's right. Did you did yeah. you ever meet him when your time there? No, no. They're I like guess he was away in yeah, that. In that yeah, you he know, wasn't Sakakis. He wasn't an ESPN person per se. Right, 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 right. All right. This next guy. Um, he was a one-time All-Star. I think he made it in '92 in Orlando. A diminutive point guard had one great huge. Word. He had one huge season. He won um, Most Improved Player, averaged like 26 and 10 for the uh, Bullets, and then I think he was traded to the Nuggets after that. Had a kind of unusual shooting style because he was so small. He had to sort of heave the ball up. Um, oh, I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. And I'm, oh my god. I mean, uh, remarkable one season. He averaged like 26 and 10. But then, wow, it sort of just that was it. He, he peaked. My, this is uh, wait. This, this is going <laughs> to kill me. Obviously, it's not Muggsy Bogues. No. Obviously, it's not Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf. No, no, definitely not. I, I see him. I yeah. see his face. I see the Bullets jersey. I see everything. A short guy. Yeah, he's oh. got a very simple name. Yes, yes, yes. Something yeah. like oh Edwards. Not quite, but you're you know you're along along the you know think of just a simple. Oh, it's gonna kill me. This is gonna this is gonna bother me <laughs> for days. If you were to scratch re- your throat, you might sort of scratch something that might remind you of uh, him. Think about what's in there. What can you feel when you scratch your neck there? Adam's apple. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Adam's, Adam's, Adam's. Um. Oh, <laughs> you've given. Wow. I, I'm like, like this is this is me turning forty. Yeah. It's gonna kill me. Golly. Just can't. think of the most famous basketballer ever, greatest basketballer ever, and then just scratch your neck and it'll come. Yeah, to you. there it is. Number twenty. He, he was number twenty-three, right? No, Michael Adams. No, number ten. He well, he's number ten here for Washington. Um, I don't, don't. He may have been twenty-three at another stop in his career. That's a but, bad uh, one. Yeah, That's, but see, he's one of those memorable, unmemorable guys. You yeah, know? because it's like you, you just don't really like after that one. Like, he, he was like a discount Muggsy Bogues, basically. Yeah, and he and yeah. he, you know, erupted, had that great season. Yes, and then it was like downhill after that. So. Uh, okay, this next one, ooh, this one's a bit of a tough one. Uh, I really haven't got much to offer about this guy other than to let me see if I can give you. So his first name is is a famous Lakers executive who we we're just talking about. And then, um, oh, man, I don't even know really where to go with this guy. Uh, he was out of Louisiana State, 6'8". Team? Orlando. Yeah. Um, is it... Um... Yeah, it's not Jeff Turner. Oh no, it's Jerry Reynolds. So you got the you oh, got the geez. first. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've had a pretty good crop of guys, to be honest. Um, so you have to sort of. I just, mean, that is a tough one. That's right a there. that's a tough one. Yeah, that's. A I tough wouldn't one. know who Jerry. I mean, if Jerry Reynolds, you know, came to my house right now to say hello, I wouldn't know. Who no, no, I don't think many of us would. Uh, okay, we've got we've got another one of these weird ones. We've got a club membership offer. I haven't seen one of those what? before. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, eat it. Eat it. Uh, Canadian orders are six dollars uh, each extra. It's uh, twenty nine ninety five for Americans, thirty five okay. for Canadians. Okay, next one. Well, you'll definitely get this next one because this guy's most famous moment in his career came when he got dunked on so hard that he's got a nickname from being dunked on because the guy who threw it down on him just climbed the ladder, hammered it down, and then pointed at him. And he was just pointing at him the whole time like that, sort of like a, almost like a Usain Bolt pointing at him. And this guy is, yeah. man, this guy is just known for 
Wait, we're talking about the guy who got dunked or the yes. guy who did the dunk? No, the guy who got dunked on for the Seattle, uh, for the uh, Golden State Warriors against the Sonics. I know you can pick. Yeah, the- well, you're talking about Sean Kemp. He dunked on this he guy. Did the- yeah, dunked on the on the on the Warrior guy, and he and and he's he has a nickname yeah. about the dunk. Yeah, I mean, when you when you think of this guy, you say it's the something something. He was a big man. Big man, very big man. Yeah. Yeah, he was like seven footer, I think. Yeah, definitely a seven footer, a big guy. Wasn't from Lebanon, was he? Uh no, he wasn't. No. Who are you thinking of there? Is that uh Ronnie Cycli? Oh right, yeah. No, no, not Ronnie Cycli. This guy um, was number fifty three. Uh what else can I tell you? What else? Number fifty when I always think of fifty three, I think of James Edwards. Right, yeah, Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh this guy, um, yeah, he got dunked on, and he's just his, his, and his, his name is yeah. Can you tell me anything more about him? Uh, what other teams did he play for? Uh, he might have ended up playing in Seattle, actually. But um, you know, his 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 most memorable days for me certainly with the Warriors. Uh, I don't know if you've got the YouTube link over there, but a few of the few of the people there are sort of get. Guessing. Oh, I don't do that. Nah, I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, nah. I've not listened. I'm not looking at anything. Right, right, right. Uh, of, God, like, I wish I would have done that earlier. I didn't even think of that. What to be happens honest. if you get a pain? Like you get like a um, like if you if you uh, if you've been out in the sun too long, you might get it. Or if you wear a pair of shoes that are too tight, you might get some of these on your feet, on your toes. A cramp. No, it's more like a skin a skin irritation that can sort of um you know What the hell? <laughs> a blister. I'm thinking of a blister. Eczema? Bli- no, a Eczema? blister. Uh, a blister. Yeah. The Lister blister, Alton Lister. Oh, Alton, yeah. yeah. De golly. <laughs> I I honestly, I have to say I don't know what what is the term that you're talking about? You've well, been Alton Lister? Yeah, the list no, the Lister blister. Damn! Yeah, how did I miss that? Yeah, I know. I mean, that's uh, that's one of the I'm most disappointed memorable myself dunks. Here. <laughs> well, you've had a pretty. I mean, you've you've cleaned no, up. No, I'm disappointed. Well. Yeah. Oh well. Was that the last one? No, no, no. I've got. Oh okay. well, I've got an absolute. Uh, well, man. I mean, this is perfect. I'm wearing the guy's jersey. I mean. <laughs> oh wow. I mean, <laughs> Oklahoma is, State. Yeah. Represent the, the former. Uh, the former uh, shopkeeper. Oh, look at that guy. Oh, I, I mean, the, the, the non-sexual crush that I had on that man. I mean, I just loved everything about him. In fact, uh, my wife's initials, JS, I met yeah. my wife in 1994. When I would talk about my wife to my friends, I would refer to her I would refer to her as <laughs> J- John Starks, just as a code word, so people wouldn't know who we were actually talking about. Right, right, right. Um, what That's about him? Have you, have, you, uh, have you crossed paths with him in any professional yes, field? Yes, I, I was at a... Um, I was at a uh, like uh, there was like some Chelsea Piers in New York. They were having like some kids day, right? And I didn't realize the the entrance fee. It was for some sort of charity, so it was like, oh, there's games, there's this, there's food for kids. I was like, oh, let's go here. It was a January kind of cold, depressing day, a Sunday. And then I get there and it's like $150 a person. I was like, what the hell is this? Well, it was worth it because John Starks was there taking pictures and signing autographs. In addition to like other New York sporting legends, right. but I went straight for Starks. Um, took the picture, told him the story about you yeah, know, yeah, referring, yeah. You know, uh, that was great. And, yeah, and yeah. you know, I know that you know he got heat for Game Seven and and uh, all that stuff, but they don't make it to Game Seven without oh, yeah. him. Yeah. I love this fire. Yeah, and he would point to the jersey yeah. and the chest, and I, I, you know, he kind of reminded me of myself a little bit because I used to be. A, quite the fiery uh, player and I would lose my cool and I would get a lot of technicals and I would do stupid things and he did stupid things. He headbutted Reggie Miller. 
I will always have love for John yeah, Stokes. I, but the, in the book, Chris Herring's book as well, I mean, people just say they just love John Starks for, for yeah. how he represented New York and the Knicks and he played and he fought. And yeah, he had a few mistakes and a few slip-ups along the way, but there was never any question about where his heart was and his effort and, and all those other things. And uh, that's what makes him the legend that he is. I mean, he obviously bounced around a fair bit after that. I think he went to the Warriors yeah. and the Jazz and the Heat, maybe. Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls. And um, but he's a Nick. You just yeah. he's a Nick forever. Uh, I, I loved when he would shoot a free throw. He, he would put his. He would go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. This next one was uh, an All Star, uh, former Raptor. Uh, I think of him mainly on the San Antonio Spurs. A real good defensive player. Um, got Spurs, a, Spurs and Bucks. Yes. Alvin Robertson. That's the one. Alvin Robertson. Good pull. Nice one. I think he might have been the, the first ever Raptors um starting point guard and maybe first point. That's the one I meant. Yeah. yeah. I think he I think he hit the first bucket in uh yeah. in, in Raptors history. He also there. had some legal troubles. He did, he did, he did, yeah. yes. Yes. Uh okay, next one. Oh, another another guy who's an absolute legend of the game. Sadly no longer with us. Died uh probably about six or seven years ago. Former MVP. Um three-time MVP and um, just a just a great great player and um, had that great uh, he's got that um, saying that he said when he was asked about the playoffs and uh, what was going to happen he just said oh Moses Moses Malone there you go fo 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 that's right Milwaukee Bucks Moses Malone yeah wow yeah that is Patrick Ewing's first point is a Nick where where, tip jam over Moses Malone he was on the Sixers yeah and Moses was in Houston, and then Akeem came along, and I think he worked with Akeem for a year or two, and then they were like, uh, we don't need you anymore, Moses. Yeah. And, and, and also, uh, one of the first guys to go from high school to the NBA. That's right. Yes. Very good. Uh, okay, this next guy had a great college career for Michigan. Uh, he went on to get drafted early by the Atlanta Hawks, but never really panned out in the NBA. Didn't sort of play all that long. Nets uh, as well? Uh, oh, Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks, he was drawn. Oh, Mookie Blaylock. No, not Mookie. No, this guy was never that good. Like Mookie, Mookie made an all-star team. This guy never did. Point guard? Point guard, yeah. Ramil Robinson. Ah, yeah. Man, now you're that? flying. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, I, b- I believe he played for the Nets. He did, did he, in the end? Yeah. 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 Um, I remember him because he was on that Michigan team. that 88, uh, right? Uh, 89 against Seton yeah. Hall. Right, and, right. Uh, there was a every time he scored, his mum stood up and it had Ramil Robinson's mum uh, on oh, really? a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, because that game was beamed live in Australia because Andrew Gaze was playing, and so oh. everyone was just like and and Seton Hall. I don't remember what seed they were exactly, but they weren't expected to go all the way right. uh, to the final. So you know, the more games they won, just the the hype around it was incredible. So how about the multiple Andrew Gaze references on this program? You never, you can never have too many, is what I've learned. Yeah, <laughs> he was on our show in Vegas actually, which was wow. awesome. Yeah, because uh, um, you know, growing up as a as a kid, Andrew Gaze was our our Michael Jordan, and so um, you know, to get him on the show and talk to him and stuff was. Uh, it was incredible. All right, we've got two more, and they're pretty oh. tough. They're pretty tough, I'll be honest here. Um, if you get either of these ones, this is just gravy because they're so tough. I, I really oh, no. don't even have much to say about this guy. Uh, wow. Well, <clears throat> maybe this guy is related to a former Raptor who was a really good athlete in in the sort of 2010s, but he never quite made it as a, as a good basketball player. He he bounced around, but he was a super. He was more like a track athlete out there. He had a twin brother, in fact. Um, man, twin brother. Yeah, 
uh, I can't even think of his twin brother's name, but do you remember Joey Graham from the Raptors? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Paul Graham. I don't know if he's related oh, or not. Oh, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> you're just you're just guessing. I'm just throwing na- I'm just throwing words out now. God, that is know. a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. And then this last one here as well. Oh, I can't end like this. Oh, I know it's a tough one as well. With these Big scrubs. Guy. I know you 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 killed it there with Ramil Robinson. I should have uh, I should have tried to sort of fudge it so he ended yeah up yeah yeah. Uh, Big guy for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, has a colourful last name and a. Uh, He's a colourful last name, and uh, and if Austin Powers was to describe this guy, <laughs> oh god, this is a weird clue. Uh, what? I, I don't even <laughs> know what I'm saying is now. Shagalicious? Uh, sort of. Randy. Randy White. Oh, <laughs> right. oh god. Any, any Austin any, Powers? Yeah. Do you have any That's any a, any? Uh, Randy Wright? No. Any, any stories about Randy White? No. No. I, although I do love those jerseys. Yes, they are awesome. Those jerseys. They're great. Well, pretty good overall anyway. I mean, I don't got- like the way this ended, mate, well, if I'm well, being listen, honest. Well, what about this, right? We'll take one more quick break and then okay. I'll give you a, a real modern day pack. Like only eight pa- only eight cards in the pack here. Honestly, I actually think I do better in the 90s than the All modern right. day. Well, we can we can Hey, listen, I've got here we go. This one from 99 2000. There's seven can cards. Can we I need there. to end on a better note than this. All right, I'm well, sorry. I don't mean to make you stick around No, no, no. no I, I, I'm taking up all your time here. It's been over an hour, so uh I, I can stay here and do this with All right, we'll do these ones then. 99-2000. We'll have a quick well, break. Which brand? Tops. Okay, I can live with that. Yeah. yeah. Antoine Walker on the front cover there. All right, we'll be back in just a few moments. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back in the classic factory for the uh, third segment here of uh, Pop and Packs. One, uh, <laughs> one more pack. One more pack. One more pack. I love that uh, you didn't want to go out on a, on a low note. I Even though it was tough. I, I mean. Rant. And by the way, I did in the break, I did open up the YouTube channel because right. you reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, you have a lovely chat over there. You know, sometimes the YouTube chat can be a bit of a cesspool, but everyone yes. is so... Uh, supportive. I actually see my old friend Elijah Dream, who uh, writes to me sometimes. Right. It's a, it's not you know the 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 toxic cesspool that uh, you see in other places. So yeah. shout out to you guys for fostering that kind of community. Yeah, overall it is. I mean, we we obviously you know it's not like that all the time for every show, but overall we do have a pretty good uh, group. We see the same sort of names and guys and girls in there, and they talk to each other as well. So the stream team is what we like to call them. So uh, I love it. It's great to see a few of them here. Now, just one thing real quickly here, Ariel. Too, I know I've taken up plenty of your time here, but. Um, 
one thing that does really interest me, Amanda Nunes uh, lost, what was that, December? She lost mm-hmm. to Juliana uh, Pena. Pena, yeah. Um, there's talk of a rematch. I mean, if you got any scoop, can you give me like a, a Wadrinowski scoop? What is this? Scoop? All of a sudden you're asking me for scoops? Yeah, Where did well, this come from? <laughs> this is definitely not from you. Someone asked you to ask me this question. No, no, There's no chance. It's because- All of a sudden we've been talking for an hour and 50 minutes and you're like, hey, about that Amanda Nunes. What is the true story behind this question? I'd like to know first and foremost. No, Who told you to ask this? Well, because she really, I, I think she's an incredible uh, athlete and fighter uh, and mother now as well. Yes. And I was just completely shocked because, again, I don't follow it super close, but I know that that was considered, and c- correct me if I'm wrong, maybe the greatest upset in UFC history when she up lost. Up there. Uh, yeah. Up there. Not number one. Number uh, one for me is uh, Matt Serra over GSP back right. in the day, 2006, I do believe. Right. Uh, also, actually, in your uh, home country of Australia, there was a huge upset. Holly Holm, oh, yeah. she defeated Ronda Rousey. There have been a few. Um, they're going to fight in the summer. They're actually doing a, a season of the Ultimate Fighter right now as right. coaches, and they'll do the rematch in July right. if, uh, if all pans out. So right. uh, actually, Amanda has changed a lot since that loss. She left her team, who she was with for a number of years, her manager. You know, sometimes they, they lose these fights for the first time in years, and they make these wholesale changes. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she felt like it was a long time coming. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know, but I'm really curious to see how she looks in the, in the rematch because of all these changes. Yeah. So I would circle uh, July 2nd or July 30th as uh, a potential date for right. that rematch. In, in Vegas, I'm guessing, will it be out there? July 2nd will be in Vegas. July 30th doesn't have a date just yet. It could right. be in Anaheim. Oh, okay. Okay. No, well, well and talking of uh, Ronda Rousey, of course, Amanda Nunes, Completely destroyed her in the first right. round. Uh, when that was, that was uh, Ronda's fight after Holly, wasn't it? The first fight. Yes, she was yeah. a shell of her former self. She didn't do any media before the fight. She looked like a different person. Yeah. Like she just everything about. She went in there uh, and she got scorched in like forty-five seconds or something like that, oh, fifty-one yeah. seconds, and has never fought again. She does uh, the pro wrestling now, but she has never done MMA since then and yeah. will never do MMA. Well, okay. So, okay. No real scoop here because look, during well, the draft, the, the NBA draft last year, I got, I got a scoop. I got a, I got a watch bomb before Woj, before Shams, before everyone, Josh Giddy, the Australian being taken number six by the thunder. I caught that like 12 hours before it happened. He's great. You, you broke it? I broke it. I broke it. Wow. Did I, you get, now here's the thing. Do you get credit for it? Of course not. Of course not. I have to say NBA reporters yeah. very bad at giving credit yes if i'm being honest yes. I, I i watch you know i, I like to I, I follow baseball i follow and i find they don't credit each other very well yeah. like it, actually they don't credit each other at all i don't like that and especially you uh you deserve that and you say you were what 12 hours ahead of the competition yeah. and i've got That's the receipts because we were doing a show live at the time i was in amsterdam oddly enough i was mm. doing a show live at the time and someone slid into my dms and said i've got the scoop for you josh giddy number six to the thunder and I was like, wow, I haven't seen him sort of, you know, that high. He was up there yeah. sort of maybe 10 to 15. But someone said he's going to the Thunder. They had a workout with him and it was great. And it came off. But now, no. was it a reliable source or uh-huh. did you just run with it? No, this was, I wouldn't have said it if it wasn't from the source that it came okay. from. This guy. Wow. So basically what you're saying is Sam Presti sent you a DM <laughs> and said, we're going with Josh. That's what See, you're the, saying. The funny thing about it is the Thunder are actually watertight with all of their stuff. There's yeah. not many leaks at all. So, uh, 
Yeah, good for you. Got a good, got a good one. So I'm looking for another. I'm trying to sort of branch out a bit here, you know. So maybe okay, I can, you're looking uh, for another scoop. All right, you know, all right. You're, you're you're popping packs with me. Maybe I can uh, somehow you know help you. Tweet the- what I just told you, and I'll retweet it, and you'll get a ton of followers. <laughs> I might try that. I might. Yeah. Okay. All right. According anyway. to my uh, inside information, Amanda Nunes, and I'll be like, wow, look at Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I say, how do you know that? I say, I've, just, I've got scoops, okay? I've got, I've got, I know some people connected. All right, here we go. We've got these uh, 1999-2000 NBA tip-off tops cards with Antoine Walker on the front. Yes. Big Antoine. He was, uh, I think he was on NBA shimmy. TV the other day. Oh, yeah, the shimmy. That was great. All right, let's see how we do here. Okay, this guy was a point guard. Um, I think he was a backup point guard, a lefty for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, played in the finals in 2000. And um, he certainly wasn't the worst player on the team. This guy was uh, a small guy. I think he was only about 5'10 as well. Had a pretty 5'11 they've got him listed at here. Played for the Pacers and uh, I think he bounced around a little bit. He played back up to Mark Jackson on those uh, on those uh, Indiana teams. Now, um, he, he's not an NBA referee, right? I don't know. No, he's not. No, I think you're thinking of Hayward Workman. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, it's not Hayward Workman. This guy was, I know exactly. Yeah, he's a muscly little, you know, stocky guy because he was smaller. Like I say, he wasn't the worst player on the team. I hated those Pacers teams. <laughs> they, they battled the Knicks all the time. Oh, yeah. And why does the name Turner keep coming? It's not Turner, right? No, it's not Turner. It's not Turner. Uh, uh, I can see him. There's a clue in the. Uh, he's not the worst. Oh yes, Travis Best. Travis Best. There you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I actually feel like I'm better at early '90s than late '90s. So I'm curious to see how this goes. Well, I think you'll get this one. I'm. In fact, I'm going to say it's an absolute lock that you'll get this one because this guy made his name as a Raptor and he hit a huge shot in the Raptors first ever playoff series victory in New York City against the New York Knicks mm-hmm. and you still now you hear him on the broadcasts from time to time for the Raptors he's a beloved fan a beloved uh, figure by uh, Raptors fans and uh, oh, um, he's got Villanova a, yes Alvin Williams Alvin Boogie Williams there yes. you go yeah remember that shot he hit in game yes. five yeah yes yes yes, yes how did yes. you feel in that series uh, it was weird because like all my friends had become Raptors fans. And of yeah. course, like I had a very soft spot in my heart for the, the Raptors and the Grizzlies. And I always wanted them to succeed. Yeah. And I was like, come on their first playoff series. It has to be against the Knicks. And then the second one too, if yeah. you recall, that's right. Um, yeah. And then they beat them in the second one. That's right. I think and I, I would be, you know, one. I felt weird about it. And of course, like Oakley's there and I felt weird about that. Um, but I, I mean, once they played the Sixers in that second yeah. year, and then the whole graduation thing with Vince, I yep. was definitely rooting for them. They had a few, and then they ended up getting Chris Childs too, yep. and he was a former Nick. So yeah, it was weird. I would have preferred them to, to I keep saying fight, to play someone else. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah. But that's the thing when you, you know, you've got loyalties that are really pulling on where you're born and raised and where you grew oh, up. Oh, yeah. I was a Knicks fan before the Raptors even existed. Exactly. I couldn't just yeah. drop them, and yeah. I loved them so much. I remember after game three, the Knicks uh, swept them in the first year. That's right. And, and I remember uh, Vince at the podium like his last thing that he said was, uh, "Mama told me there'd be days like this." And yeah. He was all like sad, and he walked off. And uh, I, I loved Vince as well. I mean, I remember, you know, obviously, yeah. uh, Golden State, two thousand. That was very exciting. Yeah, and I mean that Sixers, uh, Sixers Raptors series was incredible. You know, Vince going for fifty, Iverson going for fifty twice, oh, and man. then 
Man, one shot could have done it. Um, okay, well, we've got our first repeat uh, guy here. And oh. I don't remember, I do not remember this guy on the Lakers because he was a Nick and a Maverick. And uh, and you've taken a piss next to him. Oh, <laughs> Derek, yeah. I, I do remember him. Yeah, l- later in his career, he was on the, uh, did he win? I wonder if he, did he, he win? May, uh, well, 99, 2000, he yeah, would have. Yeah, that's their, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I really don't remember him though on the Lakers. But yeah, by then he was uh, insurance really coming off the bench. But uh, I had him on. Did I tell you that already? I did have him on. He was incredible at the storytelling. He was. Oh my god, uh, I love that stuff. Yeah, he he was just so much fun, and um, you know, you talk did about you talk about ninety four. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because him. Did and you Vern- talk about not playing Rolando in Game Seven? I don't recall that specifically. It was more because him and Vernon Maxwell were, oh, were buds, and they were going at each other in that. Oh series. wow! Yeah. Uh, I, I tried to get Vernon. Vernon. Yeah, yeah, but he, you would have loved him on your team. Of course, you? oh, of course. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Remember when he went sure. into the stands? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mad Max. I mean, uh, he, he had that nickname for a reason. Yes, um, yes. All right. Well, you'll definitely remember this guy because uh, he was a Nick for um, a few years and he came over from, um, uh, how can I say this? Uh, he, he, this guy was a big part of the uh, late 90s Knicks teams. Well, it was okay. very late, very late. Yeah, he came over, I think, in 1998. And um, a fan favorite as well. There had some great hair. Great pickup, really, considering how he got to New York. It was very... Spree. Yeah, spree. Yeah, the, yeah. the circumstances which got him there. I mean, you could have just said he choked PJ. <laughs> uh, lo- I choked him. him. Would he have tapped out, you think? In uh... <laughs> God, uh, what a legend. And uh, again, I was I had mixed feelings because they traded Starks for him. Yeah. And I was sad to see Starks go. But then that year, that 99. By the way, if you want an old school book, crazy to say it's old school now, but you know it has been, what, 23 years, amazingly. Uh, the aforementioned Frank Isola, who I think is yeah. one of the best at covering the league, and Mike Wise yeah. wrote um, a book on that season only called Just Ballin'. Um, and, you know, it was a crazy year because they it was the lockout, shortened season, and then um, uh, Van Gundy was on the verge of getting fired. Yeah. Uh, and then there were talks that they were talking to Phil Jackson, and then they squeak in as the eighth seed, and they, you know, the, the Houston shot yeah. in the yeah. first round. Just yeah, yeah. an amazing story. And unfortunately... Ewing gets injured in the conference championship and yeah. the conference finals, and and they just kind of ran out of steam. And yeah. that Spurs team was so good. Well, and that's what Chris Herring was saying as well. Like Patrick Ewing felt they were a better chance against them than the Rockets, but they just didn't have the horses by then. They the the bodies. No, they had, they they finally had the pieces. Right, yeah. they had Houston. They had LJ. Yeah. Uh, they had Camby. Yeah. They had Spree. Like they finally had the guys, but they just you know. <laughs> By the end, it was uh, it was Tim Duncan and Chris Dudley going toe to toe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. yeah. And so, yeah, you're just hoping to survive. They went. They didn't get swept. though, did they? I think they lost in five. Five. It? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, my graduation was during Game Three, and they won Game Three. And I was uh, watching it in the back of the the graduation on like an old school mobile TV right. pre cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting. All right. Well, this next guy started his career with the New York Knicks and got traded early. Uh, I think he went to the San Antonio Spurs. Then he bounced around to the Wizards few other teams. I think he was a Raptor briefly. And these when it, the trivia comes up of the guy who best player to never make an all-star team, this guy's always up there because he was a good point guard. And, uh, you know, pretty fancy, good handles. Oh, yeah, Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland, yeah. Yeah, great shout-out in, uh, in Wu-Tang. Yeah. Uh, Triumph. Oh, yeah, he was great. Oh, man, look at that. That is, that is 1999 right there. 
for that Wizards Those jersey. Wizards, yeah, and that's against uh, Kerry Kittles, I think that is. Uh, oh, yeah, I, yeah. If I uh, see that Who correctly. does uh, some net stuff still to this day. Uh, okay, great. Well, I've got a bit of a weird card here. I don't know what quite it is, but it's it's okay. It's called a double double. So I'll just give you the, the it's a double double for this guy who's known known mainly. He was kind of a bit like the Westbrook before Westbrook, as far as just getting triple doubles. Spent most of his career, I guess, with uh, Phoenix and uh, New Jersey. Ended up being a Nick. I think he ended his career as a New York Nick. Uh, picked up a championship with the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, California guy. He's a current coach in the NBA. Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd, yeah. Oh, there yeah. It is, yeah. The Daily Double. The Daily Double. So uh, Yes, he ended his career with the Knicks. That's right, yeah. yeah. That was a great year, 2012-2013. Uh, yeah, because it was um, after the championship, and I think Mark Cuban was going to re-sign him, or he was going to re-sign, and then, he, and then he took the money and ran to, to New York there. So Yeah, and... Uh, I think like he missed his last like twenty eight yes. shots as a Nick. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like I think when he retired, he was third in three pointers made too, or something like that wow. in, in history. Yeah, now he's probably you know twenty right. fifth or something. All right, we've got two more to go, and I'm pretty okay. happy. I'm pretty happy how we're going to end this one because uh, one guy, the first one here, he was a one time All Star, had an incredible All Star weekend back in 1989. He was a starter for the West. He won the three point shootout, and I think. He was the first guy ever to make a thousand three pointers. Think of him as a Sonic mainly. Oh, uh, Ricky Pierce. Not Ricky Pierce, no. Uh, oh, wow. This guy was uh, a shooter. Um, and then he was a, a Spur as well there for a while. Dallas Maverick. He got traded. It was a big trade. He got it was in, from Dallas and he went to Seattle. And. Uh, in this in this pack, he's on which team? He's on the Sonics. Uh, so he must have gone back to Seattle because, um, yeah, he went, he went Dallas, Seattle. Milwaukee, San Antonio, Denver, and then ended back in Seattle where it started. And I, oh, I, oh, um, oh, uh, Ellis, Dale yeah, Dale Ellis, Ellis. Yeah. Dale Ellis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Why, why did? Why yeah. was I thinking Ricky Pierce? Ricky well, Pierce definitely made an all-star team. He in did. The, in 91, yeah. Ricky Pierce made an all-star team, and right. uh, he was a shooter off the bench there for those um, those Sonics teams. God, I haven't so, thought of Dale Ellis in like... <laughs> He actually point. lives not far from here. I think he lives. Uh, really? Yeah, I think he lives about 25, 30 minutes out of Atlanta. Um, yeah, I follow him on Instagram, and he follows me. I've been trying. <laughs> I've been trying to get him on as well. But that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah I know it'd be awesome. All Can right. I well, a, I'd love to get a, a a Sam Perkins cameo on this. What about Sam Perkins? I tried. I him? tried to get the big smooth. Um, no response. I mean, no I'm just DM, DMing guys. What are you doing? You're just randomly DMing these guys. Yeah, just saying. Hey, you know, listen. What I, about I, never nervous? Uh, haven't, I haven't asked him actually. haven't asked him. No. Who's the most random one that you were like, there's no chance this guy is going to respond. And he responded and came on. Well, I mean, I've had James Worthy on Dominique. Oh, Wilkins. sick. That's a great one. Yeah. Ralph Sampson. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Just from a, just from a cold DM. Uh, well, James Worthy, a, a friend, I don't know if you know, Ben Lyons. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Ben Lyons is sort of connected to him there. And so I put a little, uh, slid into Ben's DMs and he slid into James's DMs and, uh, and wow. it happened. So, um, yeah, I mean, Magic would be the one I'd love to get on as well. Because I was just going to ask you, who's your yeah. dream guest? Ma- Magic, because of the stories. I mean, he, you know, as a storyteller, you know that Dream Team documentary. You know, yeah. when Magic talks, it's just so energetic and so much yes. fun. So I'd love to get him. I mean, obviously Michael, but uh, that's impossible to get no. him. Uh, who's like the most realistic dream guest that you think you could get? 
Hmm, that's because good... magic might be tough, right? Yeah, ma- ma- I mean, I just need an in. I need the in because I think magic would actually be up for it if I could just get someone to sort of like yeah. poke him. Oh, the 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 most um, was Reggie. I wanted to get Reggie on it because uh, he had some great battles, obviously in the nineties yeah. against the Celtics and the Knicks. I was working there with Reggie, but came up short. So, uh, wait, he denied you? He denied me. Yes. Ah, uh, you know. know what? I never liked Reggie. <laughs> what do you? Come on. What do you say? I'm too busy. No. Well, we used to work together at Turner. Yeah. And, uh, what was, and I was his working, excuse? I was working the Turner angle there, and uh, he politely declined. Was the last Whack. thing I heard from him. Yeah. You, you ever try for Shaq? Yes, tried for Shaq too, but um, never heard. I feel like Shaq would do it. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, he's in Atlanta too. I should, I should try him again. You know, I've sort of, you know, once the seasons all started up again, it sort of died sure. off a bit there. But Charles, uh, yeah, I've got Charles. I saw him uh, not too long ago. I had him. I had Daryl Morey on um, a while yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw that one. I that had, was a fun one. You know who I did have on? Xavier McDaniel. He was incredible. Oh, I saw that one yeah, too. Yeah, that was a great one. I he loved X Men. Awesome. Yeah, he was uh, so can, good. Also, you know, would be a fun one, EJ. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now you know. Maybe we should work together on this one. Uh, I mean, that's what I do. I book guests. <laughs> yeah. In the 13 years of doing my show, I'm the only one to ever book a guest. Wow. So you know how hard it is. I mean, how many no's do you get before you get a yes? Do you think most of the time? Yeah, I mean, it's probably but the now. Chase it's is fun, right? Yeah. Probably now it's not as not as hard for you now, but uh, yeah. But the, I'm still like asking the Rock to come on yeah. and all these things, and it's like why you do it. But you know, sometimes you know you get a hey, yes. Exactly. It's great. That's exactly right. Sometimes you just get that yes, and it's like it's awesome. So I've had a few who have kind of uh, ghosted me as well. You know, they said, "Yeah, I'm coming on," and then. Oh really? Yeah. Name names. Let's go. No, I'll, I'll save that for, no. you, uh, <laughs> for the the cold mic <laughs> rather than the hot mic. All right. Well, let's All wrap right. it up here. And um, okay, I'm okay, pre- very glad to end on this one because this guy is also a Knicks legend. Ooh. I mean, started his career with the Charlotte Hornets, but uh, ended his career with the Knicks. Hit a huge shot there. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't even need to say his name. What a perfect way to wrap uh, that up. Is, there. See, this is better. I'm yeah. glad we did this. Yeah. I mean, so that, those jerseys with the black. Uh, against those Cleveland Cavaliers guys, I can't quite see who he's playing against there. It's, it's uh, is that Bobby Phils? No, no. It's it's. I think that's Derek Anderson and then Gerald. It might, I don't think it's Gerald Henderson. I'm not sure who that other Henderson is mm. there. But uh, oh man, those are great memories. 1999. Yeah. I remember he hit that shot. Oh yeah. Um, questionable call, of course. I could admit it. You know, was it a foul? Was it not yeah. a foul? And uh, he had the big beard. Yeah. The oh, jersey, yeah. the one thing about that jersey was like the neck was so big. Yeah. Like you could see like all his chest hair. It was yeah, weird yeah, that they yeah. cut it like that. And then he, I think he did the, uh, the walk-off interview with Jim Gray and he said, Allah Akbar. And I was like, what? Is wow. Larry Johnson Muslim all of a sudden? What's yeah. going on? Um, but yes, that was great. <laughs> wow. I did not uh, I did not know that. But uh... go, go watch the post-game interview right. for like the walk-off and it's like complete madness. Wow. And one other thing that I love about that moment was he hits the three. Yeah. And you remember he runs and Chris Childs runs up to him and is like, calm down. Yeah, you have yeah, to hit yeah. the free throw, right? Yeah. I remember that. And you know, his free throws, like I always felt like they just made it because he would go on his tippy toes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if he bricks this, like he would shoot up here. If yeah. he bricks this, this would be horrible makes a shot and they almost scored on the on the other yeah. end uh and then it was complete pandemonium i think it was if if now i'm going real uh deep it was uh, tom hammond and i think bill walton who called it wow. on a saturday evening for nbc <laughs> and jim gray did the walk-off and and it's complete pandemonium and he goes allah akbar and i was like what and my my parents speak yeah, arabic yeah, they're yeah, from yeah. the middle east and i was just like when did larry johnson become muslim um so yeah i like actually uh last year the knicks were doing a twitter spaces uh, and they asked me to come on before I think it was game three of the Hawks series 
and Larry Johnson came on wow. and I completely hijacked the whole thing. Yeah. And it was just like, it was like Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live with yeah, Paul yeah. McCartney. I was like, you remember that time? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. awesome. And I brought up the Allah Akbar to him. Yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, shukran for your time here today. Uh, Salam alaikum, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're not going to ask me for backsheesh after this one. No, no, no. <laughs> Those are the not two words that. I remember from traveling through the Middle East. It's uh, shukran and backsheesh everywhere you go. Backsheesh, backsheesh. I'm like, wow crazy stuff but uh hey this has been awesome ariel thanks again man. i mean this is uh i know you're a very busy person you've got tons going on so this was the highlight of my week yeah. are you kidding me <laughs> i know you do have a weakness here for 90s basketball especially i this freaking sort of love stuff. it so uh and i appreciate it. i think this isn't your typical day for taping so i appreciate you you working with me um and anytime and i yeah. would just like to say unequivocally i mean feel free jd whomever is in the back clip this off cut it up post it before every guest comes on and after i will beat every single one of those jabronis easily okay yeah sure i missed a couple here and there but they cannot hold a candle to my 90s basketball knowledge they call me hiawani for a reason it isn't just a nickname it's a lifestyle okay it's a mindset and i will i mean i will lay the smack down on every one of those guys so you know if you want to set it up just let me know and I'll be there. This is no like problem. If uh, Mike Breen or Marv Albert or someone said, "Listen, Steph Curry, I can beat you in a three-point shootout. All right, I can take you guys." Wait, what, are you, what are you trying you to know, say? I'm just, no, I'm you just don't saying, think I have a chance. No, you have a chance for sure. I'm just saying you're turning into like what you what oh. you sort of interview all the time. You know, like it's all that's what I love. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm a product of uh, 1980s pro wrestling as yeah. well. And oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wanted to be a basketball player first, but I quickly realized that that wasn't going to happen. So yeah. I had to uh, develop the characters. But no, but by the way, as they say. In the wrestling business that's a shoot okay i'm not playing a character here I, i'm shooting on these guys right now no one could i mean ben as well i think he fancies himself a basketball aficionado yeah. i mean we, what do you want to talk about inside stuff uh, you want we, to talk about willow bay you want to talk about Ahmad Rashad? <laughs> we can talk about these people if you want oh, i wasn't man. a big fan of the summer sanders era right. lovely lady but it just got a little weird afterwards right, you know right. yeah yeah it, it's funny because that was the same in australia the first things we got were nba action with uh wow. jim fagan and yes. um and then uh, and Eagle does a great job with that. Yes, he does. Uh and uh and then of course inside stuff as well. So I used to get up like six in the morning on a Saturday. It was never on the you know, never prime time. Tape them all, watch them all. Uh and it's been incredible. I got to interview Ahmad a few years ago at the finals and it was like I can't believe I'm talking here to Ahmad. Ahmad my main man. <laughs> what a legend. His wife, Felicia Rashad, ex wife, yes. uh was the uh was the guest speaker at my graduation. Wow. And I was more excited about the fact that uh, Ahmad Rashad's wife was the guest speaker than, you know, Claire Huxtable <laughs> yeah, being there yeah, just because yeah. of the connection. In fact, yeah. my brother's 40th birthday two years ago, I got him a cameo from Ahmad Rashad. Oh, wow. And it was a good one. Wow. What a voice. Yeah, that's Iconic. that husky sort of squeaky little voice. Yes, and he looks great. He does, yeah. He's Remember when they would always show him hitting a three in a preseason game yeah. for the Sixers? They would always show that. That's right. He played. Uh, he actually played in a game, which is which Yes, is he hit a three, a but corner three. There was... um. What was it? There was something about I think David Stern, you know, when when Inside Stuff launched, and they're like, he said to NBC, like, Are "You really going with a football guy to yeah. you know to do the basketball show?" Perfect. But it worked out incredible, and now he's the only one who gets to speak to Michael. So uh, you know. you'd always say, "My main man, so and so." Remember? Yeah, ah. of course. Yeah, I said that to we him. We can do this all day. Yeah. We can do this <laughs> yeah. all day. All right. Yep. Thanks a lot, Ariel. Uh, it's been really awesome, man. And hopefully one day somewhere now that things have started to, restrictions have started to lift, maybe we can do it in person in Vegas, New York, Atlanta, Toronto, who knows? Uh, but anyway, everyone go and follow Ariel. I'm sure you know who he is anyway from uh, the UFC MMA world, but he's also a big basketball hoops head. So if you see him on the street, 
pop a pack of cards with Ariel. I'm, cool. I guarantee he's going to uh, answer them with you. So thanks a lot, Ariel. And uh, Clipper Bros. Oh, no. No Clipper Bros for us. Yeah, no Clipper Bros. Sorry, JD. <laughs> we'll see you on Monday, guys. <laughs>